0: Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course, you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to blueberry.com. That's B L U B R R Y.com. Use promo code GAME PINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on blueberry is incredible and the features are simply amazing i don't have time to talk about them though because i have to start my own show so after this episode of game pinions make sure you head on over to blueberry.com look up what it is all about use promo code game pinions and get started on an adventure of a lifetime Welcome to Game Pinions, Episode 16. I'm your host Calvin, and today we're having a brand new episode of Game Pinions. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to start today's episode off with some housekeeping. First, let me take my keys off. I don't think you guys want to listen to this—the entire podcast—that would drive me crazy. I imagine it would drive you crazy as well. Um, I had an update though today on uh, Game Pinions Undusted, which is a Patreon exclusive podcast that. Uh, it's gonna be focusing on singular games. I am actually changing my approach to that now. Um, that will release in March. I've decided that I don't want to bar people from my content. So basically, Game Pinions Undusted will be a timed exclusive for those of you that decide to pledge any amount of money. Um, I'm still coming up with the tiers and all that. But if you if you get Game Pinions, it'll be Game Pinions early. You'll have four episodes. Every, the first of every month so you'll get to decide what you want to do with that content um, and essentially it would release weekly for uh non-patrons I just don't want to I don't want my content to be locked away I feel like that isn't beneficial to anybody involved and uh if I make a if I make a podcast I want as many people to be able to listen to it as possible um, otherwise to me there's no real point in me creating content so uh that's the kind of decision that I have. I've kind of uh, shifted to, I think it will still just be on the normal feed. That way you don't have to go looking for other feeds and whatnot. Uh, I just think that is too much. I just want everything on one singular feed. It's going to be like a bonus episode per week. Um, and if you, like I said, if you have a uh, a Patreon account and you subscribe to Game GamePinions on there and pledge anything towards it, um you guys will get that times and i'm still working on some other benefits as well. So, i just wanted to to keep that out there just for the the core content. If you are like for whatever reason somehow in some possible way you found this podcast and you just are super passionate about it, you know, the Patreon is definitely for you. But if you're just somebody that wants to listen to all the content that we create, i don't want to i don't want to block you guys from that. I just don't think that's fair. So, um I also have another announcement. I will be getting a co-host, um not for every episode, but for um, episodes that will be recorded on the weekend. And that will be Kimberly, who was in episode seven. You know, we had a really great time together doing that. We have recorded some things on and off here and there. Um, she decided that she's going to be moving to game Pinion. So we will have her on the show, and she will get to kind of talk about that decision. And uh, things that we'll be planning together. So really excited about that. It's going to be nice having a second voice in here because I'm sure mine gets nauseating after a while. So <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to that. But now I guess we're just going to go ahead and pop into the biggest story of the day. And I guess it really happened yesterday, but it's still kind of coming out in droves. Everyone's kind of making their rounds to to put it up. And that is that Scalebound, a previously canceled Xbox One exclusive game from Platinum Games could be coming to Nintendo Switch. And this comes per report on Nintendo Insider by Alex Seedhouse. Here is the quote that he has. I have confidence in my sources to report that it is my understanding that Scalebound has been resurrected as a project to be released as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Given Microsoft's previous involvement, it remains unclear to me whether development has been completely rebooted from scratch, or at least its ambition scaled back, seeing as now it's designed for the nimble but less powerful portable home console. Further to this, I believe that Scalebound is likely to be the game that's thought to be dead that Nintendo's reviving that Game Informer senior editor Imran Khan had hinted at on Kind of Funny Games last week. Although there's a chance that he could have heard about a different project that will be resuscitated. So, for those of you that don't know, I, I went ahead and grabbed a little description of what Scalebound is. I wasn't I wasn't super, you know, into the whole Scalebound thing in terms of uh, following it closely. I mean, obviously from the outside, you do hear what's going on. Um, when I used to cover uh, games somewhat, I really wasn't in the Xbox One department. I was definitely more in the Nintendo-type coverage. So, Scalebound was an action role-playing video game developed for... Um, Xbox One by Platinum Games in 2013 until its cancellation in 2017. So the game was scheduled to release in 2017 on Xbox One and Microsoft Windows with Microsoft Studios publishing the title. Microsoft announced the cancellation of Scale Bounds ba- uh, development in 2017 uh, and that took place in January of 2017. In the game, players would assume the role of Drew, who was accompanied by a dragon called Thunban, or Thuban, <laughs> Thuban. Uh, players used a variety of weapons to defeat enemies and could issue commands to the dragon, which assisted players during battles. Unlike other games developed by Platinum Games, the game put more focus on graphical qualities and role-playing aspects instead of action. So then you kind of have to, to think, like, okay, so... Scalebound, it was, you know, worked on by Microsoft Studios, which is now Xbox Games. So what what's the deal here? Like, isn't Scalebound owned by Microsoft? And, you know, I was thinking that too. Like, well, how are they going to just acquire the rights? However, later on in this article, Seedhouse went on to say, As far as I'm aware, the Scalebound trademark has been renewed but soon had to be abandoned thanks to Microsoft being unable to state what they would use it for. Ultimately, that has left the door open for another publisher to step in, and as part of ongoing discussions around the projects that Platinum Games could work on for Nintendo Switch, it was something that Nintendo expressed interest in. And honestly, this is a lot different than the Bayonetta 2 situation, but I can't help but think about the Bayonetta 2 situation because basically Platinum needed a publishing partner that had a large amount of resources and funds to me for scale bound Nintendo just makes sense as a likely suitor given their relationship and given just how how they've really just kind of bonded over the least last two generations that Nintendo has had. So it's it's really interesting, and, and just looking at the game, I can definitely see this game fitting in on a Nintendo platform. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, a combination of like Monster Hunter and like Xenoblade in a way, because it's kind of futuristic in a way, but it also is like you know, you have dragons and swords and whatnot. So it's it's a little weird. I mean, even in the the trailer, the the guy is wearing uh <laughs> the guy's wearing um headphones. So you know, it, it's almost like uh. I guess Naruto-esque in a way, how it's like they're all ninjas, but then they have, like, headsets and stuff. You know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. Um, It also kind of, in a way, reminded me a little bit of Freedom Wars, just in character design. Um, Because you can wear headphones in that game, too. I know not every game that has headphones is Freedom Wars, but um, I can just kind of see it in that style. It also looked like potentially uh, multiplayer, um, which I think is pretty interesting as well. So there's just there's a lot of things going on here and a lot of questions. Um, but you know, apparently, you know, Microsoft no longer has any control of it. And I feel like Microsoft wouldn't even do anything to try to stop this anyway because them and Nintendo are really close and really buddy buddy right now. I feel like Microsoft, at this point, you know, they had their chance with scalebound. They decided to move on. I don't think there's any ill will towards it. I just think they needed to make a business decision and needed to, you know, appropriately, uh changed their uh, their funds around but obviously this would have been a big game for them i guess last year or the year before um and they could have they could have just waited it out but at this point i feel like they've just moved on i feel like they have no interest anymore in scal- in a uh, scalebound after that whole thing kind of fell through for them so yeah it's it's just a, it's a logical reason that um nintendo would be interested in this game though there's there's just a lot of it makes a lot of sense there and uh, Hideki Kiyama, he didn't want this game to to get canceled. This was a, a game that I think he cared greatly for. Um, and uh, he, you know, obviously is the, the video game designer and director working at Platinum Games. He is behind the Wonderful 101, Bayonetta, a few other games too. Um, and I think this could possibly be a game that he is currently working on. So there's a there's a lot of interesting notes about this game, and I, like I said, I didn't really s- follow this game super close when it was first like kind of um, coming out and it was talked about because I was mainly focused in on what Nintendo was doing um, and what Sony was doing, I guess to some extent too. So, um, so basically, he never wanted this game to be canceled, and I feel like that is kind of big because he's just he's kind of like the top dog there. At least that's kind of the impression I get of Platinum Games, like he you know, he's the most famous, uh, person at Platinum Games. Like, I think everyone knows who, uh, uh, Kamiya is, and, uh, he has a very active Twitter account, and it's pretty funny to read it. It's just weird seeing him associated with Nintendo, who, you know, they don't really post much of anything, um, that isn't, uh, kid-friendly. So, uh, it's just, it's very interesting. But Platinum Games and Nintendo, they have a great working relationship. Like, if you, if you think that this is just not going to happen and think that it's impossible... Uh, This game has a pretty long history to it, and Nintendo and Platinum Games have a great relationship. Wonderful 101 on the Nintendo Wii U, Bayonetta 2 on the Nintendo Wii U, Star Fox Zero. Nintendo allowed Platinum to come in and work on a first-party game for their system. It wasn't the best Star Fox game, apparently. I never played it. I heard that it wasn't really the best Star Fox game out there. But it's still really interesting because it's like, okay, you guys allowed them to come in here and work on a first-party game. Why wouldn't Platinum be all in Nintendo's business trying to get them to put out Scalebound? And why wouldn't Nintendo have a mutual interest in that? So then on the Switch, you have Bayonetta 1 port, Bayonetta 2 port, Bayonetta 3 is coming out on the Switch as an exclusive brand new third-party game. And Astral Chain on Nintendo Switch that was just revealed in the Direct, another Nintendo Switch exclusive. So it makes sense that Scalebound would be a Nintendo exclusive game. You guys still don't believe that this game could come to the Nintendo Switch? Well, after doing some research in some other articles that posted about this, I was able to discover one on Nintendo Life, where basically they went over a 2015 interview with Kiyama on GameStop discussing the development of the game, and apparently the development of Scalebound didn't start on the Xbox One. It started on the Nintendo Wii. This is what he said in an interview with GameSpot. When they first started, the idea was for a Wii game, and we wanted to use a Wii remote to do orders for the dinosaurs. You were in control of the dinosaurs. You were ordering the dinosaurs around, and they do cool things. Then, after we made Bayonetta, we started the prototype. The first thing that I made a change to was making it a dragon game. We changed the dinosaurs to dragons. But, at that point, the lead character was even weaker than current protagonist Drew is in the context of Scalebound. She was actually a little girl who was with these dragons. As we were making this prototype, I realized that I didn't want to just be watching the fight. I wanted to be more participatory in the fight. I started talking with the staff and how maybe we should change this to be a swordsman or someone a little bit older. This was when the prototype got put on the back burner, so to speak. The project was halted. Then we made the wonderful 101. So it sounds to me like the game would have probably controlled similar to how the wonderful 101 controlled on the Nintendo Wii U, obviously a different game. But I thought that was really interesting. So this game started off on Nintendo hardware. I feel like it's, I mean, it's so vastly different now, the hardware. So I feel like it really would probably have to be rebooted or restarted on the Nintendo Switch, especially due to Microsoft's involvement at some point with that game. I feel like it would definitely have to be kind of overhauled for a Nintendo Switch, but it started off a Nintendo platform, so why wouldn't they go back to a Nintendo platform if Nintendo was clearly okay with it the first time? It just, to me, it it would go full circle. It would go back to a system that, you know, it was a system that's kind of similar in some ways to one that it was developed for. So, originally... Developed for a Nintendo platform. How, how interesting is that? I did not know that. And like I said before, I wasn't super, you know, following this game super closely or anything like that. But I think that adds an extra wrinkle to this game. And also maybe Nintendo would really like to see this game return to their system. I think it would just be, I think it'd be really cool. So that makes sense in in a few ways that this game would go there. Not to mention it was, this would give Nintendo a brand new IP you know, they already pretty much looks like, you know, they have Bayonetta locked down, which is, you know, a good franchise to have. If they could get Scalebound, which could potentially be a major third-party game, I mean, it, it, people people were thinking that this game was going to be a A game. There was a lot of excitement about this game and a lot of disappointment when this game was canceled. So, this could be huge. Nintendo is constantly looking to, I guess, expand its IP. If they could get scalebound, I feel like that would be a massive move by them and by platinum. And I think once again, the Switch is such a logical platform for the game. And it just would be pretty freaking phenomenal if it actually could happen. Um, there's just there's not a ton of details. It really just goes down to these rumors. And honestly, I feel feel like there's way more far-fetched things that we hear that end up being true. Uh, than this. So I guess the the best thing I could say here is for all of us to keep our fingers crossed. Um, I do have a Twitter topic of the day that I'd like to go through real quick. This is going to be a really short episode. We're uh, going to be making a a few of them this week, possibly. Um, But I just definitely wanted to get this one out here. Um, I do have a Twitter topic of the day, though. So I will go ahead and grab that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's basically just to the point where we have to just, you know, hope for the best and maybe something will happen and maybe something will, will turn out okay <laughs> and we get a brand new exclusive game on the Switch. But to a system that has been really strong, it just had a really strong Nintendo Direct, I feel like this is huge and this could definitely bolster the Switch's library if they got another Third-party exclusive from Platinum. At that point, I feel like Platinum and Nintendo should just become one, and Platinum should just exclusively make games for the Nintendo Switch, which kind of looks like that's what it's heading towards anyway. But uh, it's uh, it's exciting though. I think that it's going to be really interesting to follow that. Um, so we're gonna hop into the Twitter topic of the day. This is from Super Metal Dave sixty four Xbox fans you realize that it's very possible Microsoft canceled Scalebound in favor of Crackdown 3 development. Crackdown 3. Now look what could happen. You might want to consider a Switch of your loyalties going forward, winky face. And you know what? Honestly, I feel like if you are an Xbox fan, I feel like this should be a win-win for you, right? You have your Xbox One, you're getting Crackdown, and Nintendo Switch is going to be getting Xbox Live anyway. So... You know you should probably have a switch that could be your xbox portable essentially right It that that could be potentially what it is we've talked about that before it could potentially be an xbox portable so if this game goes to switch i really don't see i really don't see uh microsoft fans really super hating this i feel like microsoft and nintendo has really bonded this generation and even the fans to me i feel like microsoft fans especially after the whole xbox live thing I think they've really kind of come together here, and this kind of just has been a, a, a dual-platform um, fan base recently. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of hatred for this move, and I think that this could honestly be beneficial to to both uh, to both involved here. So um, you know, once again, definitely keep an eye out on it, but I don't think this should be a move that makes people super upset. So this is Zach. At Endgame the Cube, Scalebound was one of the reasons why I wanted an Xbox One back in the day. And now it's being revived for the Nintendo Switch. I am living! And he has a picture of Kirby with some fancy glasses on. Very, very cute. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this, is, this would be a big move. I mean, Scalebound on the Nintendo Switch, it would be a high-profile game. I feel like the hype for it would be Unreal. And it would give Nintendo a game that... You know, it would give them a unique game, I think, one that, you know, isn't really on the platform right now. I mean, obviously, like I said, you have Monster Hunter, you have Xenoblade, but this one definitely looks like it plays differently. When I was talking about that before, it was mainly, like, towards aesthetics, and I was just trying to draw parallels between all these different games. This one definitely looks a lot different in terms of gameplay, and I think this one could be just really awesome. I think this could really be a big game on the Switch. Um, this next one is Alana Pierce, former IGN at Charlanazard, uh, or Char, Charlanazard. I, I, I'm not good at pronunciation on some of these, uh, hashtag or at tags. Uh, and she said, I was told Scalebound would come out just not as an Xbox exclusive by someone I consider fairly credible all the way back in June last year, but I didn't believe them. Maybe it's true. Shrug. Uh, This kind of, this kind of makes sense because, um, and really, actually, this is really intriguing because Alana obviously was working at IGN, I believe, back at that time. I think that was right before she left, if I'm remembering correctly. So if someone she knew, and she knows a lot of people in the industry, if someone she knew that was somewhat reliable told her about that, then that kind of adds a little bit of weight to the entire situation. So... Uh, I think that that's actually really interesting and um yeah I mean if if that is the case and uh, I mean I don't see why she would make it up um that's that, I mean that that's kind of huge that's kind of a, a low-key huge tweet there in terms of giving this a little bit more weight um, the next tweet is from j a three eight n at even neon. I I can't pronounce your name, buddy. Um, If this is the case, that Microsoft couldn't renew the scale-bound trademark and it was just up for grabs, Sony missed a big effing opportunity to hand Microsoft a massive L. I'm actually kind of surprised in this too. Um, Sony, I'm surprised, didn't pounce on this because I feel like this would fit their ecosystem really well. But I feel like when you are a when you're like the top dog in the industry I feel like a lot of times you kind of overlook things I feel like Sony just might have been in a situation where they just didn't want to publish they're working on their own stuff they didn't want to publish a game that was canceled and a game that you know for all intents and purposes didn't really seem like it was all that complete and all that finished and a lot of progress wasn't really made on it there was a reason why Microsoft decided to leave it where it was at I feel like Nintendo though with Platinum both of them kind of have similar um, views on creating games and trying to create the best game possible. We saw it with Metroid Prime 4. Um, I think that this would be a really good mix if Nintendo published it for them. And, uh, you know, similar to the Bayonetta 2 situation, the games definitely come out, and it seems like they have just a relationship that allows for games to release on their platform. So. I just, I don't know. Maybe Microsoft just didn't really work well with Platinum. Maybe there was some, you know, differences in, I guess, uh, trying to think, like maybe differences in, like, you know, how they go about things, differences in approach. Um, I'm not sure. Just so they didn't, maybe they just didn't see eye to eye. Maybe that's ultimately what led to this. But I think Nintendo uh matches up well i think sony honestly would have matched up well but i feel like sony when you're like i said when you are so ahead of the game i feel like you're not really looking at a lot of the things people under you are doing you're kind of looking ahead so uh it'll cause you to miss opportunities like this um there's probably more to it than that they might just you know maybe they didn't identify this as something that you know they were super interested in or maybe platinum wasn't interested in sony i don't know Uh, this is, uh, next one is Kyle at BB tag hell again. Whoa. I don't, how did she, how did she do that? That's crazy. That is a weird, oh, it's, it's at Kyle Lambert 2001. I'm looking at your, your title here. I'm just like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm like 99% sure this isn't how it works. Microsoft still owns the rights to scale bound despite it being canceled. Right. Uh, apparently not. Apparently they could not give a reason as to why they tried to renew the copyright because they had no intention of, or I guess maybe the license, uh, they had no intention of releasing the game. So they had to forfeit it later down the road. So it's up for grabs. This is, this is a free agent game and a likely suitor is Nintendo. It's the one that makes the most sense given the the previous work experience and work relationship. Uh, this is at Zach at the Endgame the Cube. This is probably the first time that someone's been featured twice in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, Twitter topic of the day. That's kind of crazy. Congratulations, Zach. I'm sure you're honored uh, to be on this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. Uh, Scalebound being arrived for a Nintendo Switch makes too much sense. He put a number here. I'm not going to try to read that number. Uh, math is not my strong suit, but it's uh, 94929392. Nintendo exclusive projects from Platinum Games. One rumor stated that there were two non-Bayonetta Platinum Games being made for Nintendo Switch. Scalebound was an Xbox project and now Nintendo is married to Xbox now. Yeah, there's a lot of different parallels and a lot of different connections there. And it's, it just makes this, the situation kind of weird, but also really interesting and intriguing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it just it does make, it makes too much sense. It really does. Because I feel like even if they, even if Microsoft was kind of sore about this, I feel like they just wouldn't be, because Nintendo has worked with them so uh, nicely during this generation, and they're still business partners, I mean, for all intents and purposes, so I really don't see this as, you know, a loss for Microsoft in many ways, you know, this, this increases people wanting the Switch and people who will eventually be possibly using whatever service they bring to Nintendo's platform that's more revenue for them so I really don't think this is a loss for Microsoft um, or at least it's too early to say that definitively so you know I definitely think that um, you know we have to kind of cool our our jets there a little bit because I don't like I said I don't think this is a, a huge loss for Microsoft at all Uh, this next tweet is from 9volt, at 9volt, I have purchased the rights to Scalebound and have decided to release it on the Nintendo GameCube. Uh, I am upset because I really wanted it on the PSP. Um, so, a little upset with that, but you know what? Um, have fun with it on your GameCube. 9volt. 9 underscore volt underscore. Uh, Andrew Marmo, at the Marmalade. At the underscore marmalade. That's a that's a that's a pretty sick name actually. Um if true, I'll buy everyone a copy of Scalebound who liked this tweet, and he retweeted Nintendo Insider. I like this one because if he's gonna be buying, I might as well get on board. He's going to be if this is a sixty dollar game, hold on. If this is a sixty dollar game, let's pull up a calculator here. Cause he's gonna be he's going to be spending quite a bit of money. So let's see, sixty. This is just a rough estimate times one thousand one hundred and fifty-one. So he's going to be spending uh sixty-nine thousand and sixty-nine. Yeah, uh sixty-nine thousand and sixty copies of this game. Ah, uh. uh yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty rough. So enjoy that. <laughs> uh, and if you buy me the game, uh, I'll definitely give you a shout out again. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, I've, I don't think I'd ever have like the, uh, the courage to do that. Cause I feel like someone would get mad and that someone is me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I feel like that someone would get mad <laughs> if I did that and just didn't, you know, live up to that. But Hey man, I'm expecting you to get me that game. If it comes out on switch. Um, so I'll be waiting for that that pre-order notice when this game inevitably inevitably gets announced at e3 officially um but yeah that's uh that's all the Twitter topics that we have today uh congratulations to Zach who was uh on here twice I did not even realize that uh <laughs> that until now um I thought your profile picture looked familiar when I was going through these um but uh yeah this is this is really interesting stuff we like I said I mean there wasn't a ton of stuff to say about it just because We don't have a lot of details on it. It's all speculatory at this point and you know reports can be wrong but there's just there's so many more far-fetched things than this occurring and I really truly believe that this is highly possible and it would make a ton of sense and it would be a perfect fit. Nintendo would be a perfect suitor for this game on the platform. So you know we'll see what happens but you know i'm personally going to be keeping my fingers crossed because i want to see the nintendo switch get as many games as possible because it just it's it's a platform that is really proving that you know you can come back from a failure like the like the wii u so it's uh it's nice to see it it's nice to at least be involved in these rumors and talks that a potentially huge game could be coming to the platform exclusively so um I just I feel like it's beneficial to everyone really except for PlayStation so um, yeah I mean it's it's just exciting so I don't want to drag this on forever this is once again more of a rambling type podcast uh, one that I prepared very quickly but um, look forward to more content throughout the week I am very busy this week so this week might be dedicated uh, at least to the rest of the week dedicated to um, one creating an outline for this weekend so I do plan on recording with Kimberly this weekend, so the next episode should have the both of us on there. Um, but also, um, I plan on uh, working on Undusted, finishing up that and having that ready to go and also having everything set up for you guys so you guys know exactly what's going on. So I thank you guys so much for listening to Game Pigeons Episode 16. I will see you in the next episode. Have a good day.